Welcome to 5D Full Disclosure. This is Aurora with your 5D news update. So this week we've had, well, this week and last week we have had a lot of unfoldments um, in the collective news, global events, um, and there's a lot going on. So I'm going to give you the 5D perspective on a lot of these events and news that we're seeing because of course we have to remember that everything that is kind of occurring um, both across the planet and especially here in the United States this is all predestined in a way these events are destined to unfold they are occurring right on time with certain astrological events and as we know the ascension process is speeding up so there's going to be more chaos before there is the breakthrough we also know that a lot of the things that are put out there and that occur are somewhat planned in the sense that there are optics involved and we've known this for a long time that a lot of these news stories and things that occur are for optics um but i want to kind of change the perspective on what we're seeing because every time a an event or a big kind of experience occurs for the collective everyone immediately wants to form an opinion um, or take a side. And that is ultimately what these events are used for. They're used to create divisiveness. And at the same time, we know that anything that the dark kind of does um, to bolster their position ends up serving the light. So I want to change the perspective in the conversation on a lot of these events um, so that we can see that this is all for a higher plan and purpose. It doesn't matter who's um, creating the event. It doesn't matter who's creating the optics. It doesn't matter what the narrative is. What we need to do is to flip all events to the higher perspective, because when we start looking at events differently, then they have a different effect, right? It's all about our consciousness, the way that the mass um, collective experiences things and interprets things create the reality. So it doesn't matter what events are done. It doesn't matter if these are curated, if these are fake, if these are to push an agenda. It ultimately doesn't matter. What matters is our perspective because our perspective and the way that we look at things ultimately changes the effects that they have and it changes the reality that we live in. If we follow the narrative, then of course we create that reality. Um, what I see a lot of is that there's also this tendency to want to become angry or upset by the narrative or the curated events that are occurring and assuming that these are strategically um, planted events that are to serve the new world order or the agenda <clears throat> and if we take that stance as well, then we're also giving our power away um, to these events and to these beings. And we don't need to do either of those things. So what we want to do is stop forming opinions and simply look at the energy because the energy is telling us 
that there is a lot of disclosure coming out. And you'll see why these events are catalysts to occur for the collective to wake up. Remember that everything that happens, for those of you who are already awake and you're already living in a higher state of consciousness, these events are not for you. Okay, they are for the deep sleepers. They are not for us. We are simply observing what's happening, looking at the energy, and then flipping it to the higher perspective, which allows those events to actually have a positive um, effect and to assist with the awakening and the evolution. So obviously the hot topic of the week, Roe v. Wade possibly getting overturned by the Supreme Court. I just want to... give a little perspective on this so one there are definitely optics at play if I was in you know looking at it from a 3d perspective what I would see is that there's obviously a bit of an agenda here Um, I feel because if you look at Democrats versus Republicans and that's a very dualistic world that they live in they are each basically trying to achieve something that the other party disagrees with. So we've come to this place where I don't even really feel that these parties even necessarily agree or believe in a lot of the things that they're doing. They're simply doing them because it's the opposite of what the other party wants, right? We're getting into almost this competition or just because the other person doesn't like this and doesn't agree with it, we want to do it for that sole reason, Um, So that's what I'm seeing a lot of in terms of how these parties and politics is kind of imploding because we've lost the real idea of what politics was supposed to be. In a new earth, of course, there is no politics. Um, So what we're seeing is basically two sides of the same coin that are just exposing the kind of corrupt nature of the way that they work. So we're watching how, do I feel that this Supreme Court leak was a product of the Democrats? I do, and I'll tell you why. Um, Because the Democrats have seen that the Republicans are gaining a lot of traction. Um, They have a very wide base of supporters, and they've had a lot of wins um, throughout the past year, even in spite of um, Biden being the current fake sitting president. So in order to bolster their position... Um, they needed to gain back some support. And I think that they are trying to kind of pull down the Republican Party with this whole leak because they know that that is probably one of the biggest contention points between the left and the right would be an example like abortion. Um, From a 5D perspective, there is no right or wrong. So from the 5D perspective, the topic of abortion itself doesn't have any particular judgment about it. Um, There is no right or wrong about it. So there's this battling of consciousness between the two um, going on. But from our perspective, it doesn't really matter. However, um, you can see that there, this will become a huge topic and conversation that is going to start gearing us towards the feminine paradigm. So when I saw all of this unfolding, 
First of all, the Supreme Court's never had a leak in its existence. Um, For anybody who's done any research or is kind of familiar of the way that the Supreme Court works, they're very old school. Um, They, uh, most of the justices besides the newly appointed ones, you know, you're on the bench for life. So a lot of these... um, justices have been on the bench for quite some time. Their tenure is for life or until they pass. And they are very archaic in the way that they function. Um, Especially in the past where you had um, justices like uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, who was quite older. A lot of them didn't grow up with technology. So a lot of them still function in kind of a very archaic way. You know, they write handwritten notes, Um, they record everything kind of pen to paper. And of course they have, um, assistants and clerks who actually write out their opinions for them and things like that. But typically the Supreme Court has been known to be functioning in more of an archaic way. They're not super, um, technologically savvy. And they also of course want to protect against using too much technology for this exact reason of a leak. So first of all, that's a very strange occurrence just in general um for there to be a leak obviously the leaked opinion was a draft majority opinion um written by justice alito so and all we really get from the opinion it is 98 pages long but to sum it up all you really get from the opinion is that they believe that the topic of abortion should go back to the states this is going to bring up not only que- not only the conversation about women and I think the empowerment of women who are now, again, this is for the deep sleepers. So this is going to bring up a really hot topic of women kind of empowering themselves and standing up for their own rights. Um, but it's also going to bring up a very interesting conversation about our constitution because in many ways we are living extremely archaically because we have bound ourselves to the black and white letters of the constitution that was written 250 years ago. And we cannot chain ourselves to something that was written in a time that's no longer applicable to us now. And that is kind of the issue in general with politics and with nations as a whole, especially the United States, because for those of you who haven't kind of been very invested in terms of the legal processes and the justice system of this nation, it is extremely archaic. Um, and you have this, again, you, you see this duality of consciousness, especially with justices. Democratic nominee justices tend to be more lenient and um, kind of have a wide arm in terms of how they interpret the Constitution. So typically, and just historically, Democratic justices have been more willing to kind of interpret the Constitution in their own way and how that would apply in this present day. But in many ways, they also go outside of what was specifically delegated. Conservative justices tend to stick very much to the letter, to the actual words that were written. They're very textualists. Um, people like Clarence Thomas, huge textualist. Um, I would even say that Justice Alito is more of a textualist. So 
we have these two competing ideologies. And remember that there is no good or bad. And so the problem is that we've we've now come into this place where one side has to be right and one side has to be wrong. And the problem with that is that it completely takes away our ability to have intuition about what is correct and to allow ourselves to evolve and grow because one side wants to be right and one side wants to be wrong and we're adhering so strictly to a constitution which yes it provides us a structure but it was written at a time where they would have no concept of what we are actually dealing with now so i think this is going to bring up a much wider broader discussion of how do we move forward as a nation when we are basically clinging to a very archaic model and to very archaic words that were written at a time that no longer applies. <clears throat> so this is this is a hot topic for many. Um, and the conversation about whether it should go back to the States um, is also interesting. But I feel just in terms of looking at the United States... The problem with leaving everything up to the states, um, especially with regard to something like this, is that states can then kind of create their own rules and there's no unity within the nation. Um, Even if you look at the United States now from state to state, there are very, very widely varying laws, which not only creates confusion, but I think creates a very disjointed consciousness, right? I mean, even if we look at probably the other biggest hot topic um, of the legalization of marijuana, we have states that are legal, we have states that are decriminalized, we have states that are recreational completely, others that are medical only, and others that are just flat out illegal. This creates so much confusion because you look at the justice system, which is, again, completely archaic and has not evolved. We have beings that are sitting in prison in certain states over marijuana, while other beings in other states can freely possess and use marijuana. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't create unity. And what it does is create ultimately more fractures of consciousness. Because we have so many different kinds of collectives within different states, pretty much each state is its own collective consciousness at this point. We have very little uniformity throughout the United States. Does this allow kind of in some ways more freedoms? Because if you align yourself with a certain collective of a state, you're going to move there, right? You're because you believe in the consciousness that is there while others are free to go to a different state. But this ultimately, we cannot be the United States of America if we have no unity, no uniformity. We have to allow for uniqueness, but at the same time, are we... Are we creating a unified country? No. And I think that this is part of the problem that we have. So the Roe v. Wade possible overturnment has a few issues. Well, one, that Roe v. Wade was originally decided under privacy law, which is something that the 
you know, Supreme Court has kind of formulated themselves that we all have a right to privacy. This kind of falls under the Fourth Amendment, um, which is search and seizures. And there are certain privacies that are, you know, given to citizens that the government cannot intrude upon. And so they were they were falling um, sorry, they were placing this um, topic of abortion and and it falls under that privacy, you know, that's enumerated in in the Fourth Amendment. Now, <clears throat> the, the the interesting thing is this kind of gives way to many more conversations, right? Because there are many other uh, constitutional rights that have been enumerated under privacy laws, such as gay marriage, such as contraception. Um, so if we do away with one by saying that it doesn't really fit under privacy and it should be given back to the state and it's not an enumerated right, well, then we have to now have a conversation about every other thing that falls under this privacy. So there's a million different multidimensional um, consciousnesses at play here. I know there's a lot of theories on why they were doing this, on why they were all of a sudden going to overturn it. I'm not going to get into them because I don't feel they're relevant. Yes, there's a, there's many interesting theories and I agree with many of them, but ultimately it doesn't matter because what we want to do is change the conversation into something that's going to help us evolutionize. <clears throat> and I feel that the conversation about that is the rise of the feminine power. Um, whether, however you stand on these topics, remember, it's not so much important about what your opinion is. We want to look at the greater scope of consciousness. And I think right now we're having a huge surge in feminine empowerment. And <clears throat> feminine empowerment is going to be sparked greatly by this catalyst. There has to be a conversation about it. There also has to be a conversation of where we are not um, where we are not urging masculine to step up into their own levels of accountability and responsibility. Historically, almost all responsibility has fallen on feminine. If we look at the way that our consciousness has kind of evolved over the thousands of years, the divine feminine energy, whether that be a woman or the feminine energy that is within a man, because we all have it, has been suppressed. And again, everything starts within and then manifests without. So from the fall um, of Earth, which was the fall of Atlantis and Lemuria. Since then, we have been in an unconscious um, amnesia state where we developed programming, the ego mind, um, there was DNA experimentation, etc. So we know how we got here. But it is an inner shift that needs to occur because the feminine energy was suppressed within all beings. We were taught that the feminine energy was not as important as the masculine energy. And it was not as strong. It was not as valuable. So we all suppressed our feminine energy, feminine included, which is, <clears throat> you know, leads to, again, why we see the manifestations of what we see in the collective, the over-masculinization of feminine. We also see the over-feminization of masculine, which is an inverted way of that collective coping with the suppression of the feminine. So all of the issues that we have really stem from the fact that we are so out of balance. We are so not in tune with our feminine. We have to listen to our inner feminine and we have to honor it. 
Our feminine energy is what is leading the way. Our intuition, our feelings, our wisdom, our creativity, our compassion, our kindness, that is what is leading us. The masculine are there to support that energy. So this is going to catalyze a very large awakening in terms of people getting in tune with their feminine energy, empowering it, honoring it, and, you know, and really the divine masculine energy is going through a huge awakening in in men and women because the masculine have notoriously not had to have any accountability or responsibility. And, and we have to change that. We have to change that model because the divine masculine is accountable, responsible, in integrity, and in full support of the feminine energy. It does not seek to disempower it. It does not seek to overpower it. It seeks to support it. So we're going to see that this conversation is going to lead to a whole slew of things, but it is also funny to me as we always talk about projection and, um, you know, throughout this whole COVID uh, experience, we had the Democrats, the more liberal uh, consciousness, wanting to impose uh, jabs or vaccines um, onto everybody, which uh, for the most part, the conservatives were very against that we don't, you can't impose something on someone else's body. And they've been screaming for the last two years about how, oh, we need to all get vaccinated and we are harming other people with our choices. So they were all about taking away the autonomy of the body, right? And now it's getting projected back to them. So now the more democratic liberal consciousness is very triggered over this Roe v. Wade possible overturn. And they can't see how it's a reflection of what they've been doing for the past two years. They wanted to impose things on other person, uh, other person's bodies. And now it's getting flipped and they're flipping out. So all all parts of the consciousness are being triggered in the ways that they need to, to wake up. Interestingly, this decision happened just as Venus, our feminine planet, entered Aries, the sign of the warrior. So for me, I was like, well, if you want to speed up a great awakening, you've got to rile up the feminine and not in a negative way, but in the way that the feminine half to get it right. They've got to empower themselves. They've got to speak up. They've got to also transform any belief systems, anything that's holding them back. This is a huge wave of empowerment for the divine feminine, and it's going to keep rolling through the rest of May. May is going to be the craziest month I feel that we have experienced so far. It is prime for so many catalysts and changes. Um, and we're just kind of along for the ride. Um, interestingly, Pluto also just went retrograde again last week. So it's now passing back over the degrees in which we just had the Pluto return for the United States. So also very interesting. So that's why Pluto does his retrogrades because we had the Pluto return 
in February. We saw massive trickle down from that energy. Now Pluto's going back again, and he's going to go back over the same degrees again and again and again for the next two years. So everything that needs to collapse, everything that needs to get cleared out will be cleared out. So we're going to see a lot more of these kind of catalysts and events because the consciousness must be triggered into transformation. So in terms of the Roe v. Wade, I think that it's an interesting collective catalyst and I feel that we're going to see a very um, big surge in the conversation around feminine and women and also around what it means to have a constitution. How do we interpret these things? The archaicness of the justice system that we have, I feel it's all going to come full circle. So it's a good catalyst. We just need to focus on the fact that this is going to create consciousness changes. Um, the Fed, of course, um, did hike up interest rates by half a percentage. So we are at some of the highest <clears throat> um, inflation rates. This is going to affect everything. Again, the, the Fed is a an, an illusionary construct. So it doesn't really matter what they do, but they are, again, going to create a catalyst. We are we are pretty much back at 2008 and I talk about the Pluto, um, the Pluto and Capricorn return a lot because it's very significant. The United States is the ascension point. We are the leaders of the ascension process, even though it may not seem like it. Um, Pluto entered Capricorn in 2008. Shortly after <clears throat> is when we had the market collapse. <clears throat> now, you can call it a coincidence, but it's certainly not. Um, astrology affects us on a massively deep level. Um, and we were basically primed since 2008 to have a really big awakening, um, especially because the United States was founded under Pluto and Capricorn. So we have everything coming full circle right now. <clears throat> we are going to be bringing up hot topics such as why was the United States founded? What principles were we founded on? Are we adhering to those principles? Are we even matching the vision that the founding fathers actually had for us? And I think it's going to bring up a lot of um, scandals um, around the way the government was formed, how the Constitution was amended over the many years to fit the agenda. <clears throat> um, there's been so many, um, so much misuse of the liberty, the freedom and the truth and the liberty and integrity that we were founded upon. We are coming full circle. So we are basically in 1776. We are having a complete redo and these are going to bring up huge shifts and changes within the United States of America. The Fed was an illegal creation from the start. I think that th this year will be their downfall. Um, because it's going to bring up everything. We're going to bring up everything that's happened since we were founded because of this Pluto return. Pluto also is, is not here to play games with us. Um, we only have a year left of Pluto in Capricorn. Have we learned our lesson? Because if we look back since 2008, I don't really feel we've learned our lesson. Um, we're repeating the same mistakes over and over. And Pluto is like, listen, if you keep making the same mistakes, you're going to get a harsher and harsher karmic consequence until you get it. So that's what we're in right now. Um, the rest of this year is pure karma 
for the United States. And we are going to see probably another market collapse, um, which is okay. Again, don't panic. Don't look at it in the lower. This is a catalyst for change. And remember that if you are trusting in the greater plan and you are trusting, this is part of the unfoldment. It was never going to be pretty. It was never going to be rainbows and butterflies. However, if you watch the magic, the magic is there. The magic is fucking everywhere. Don't focus on the lower. See it for what it is. This is a catalyst for evolution. It is a catalyst that is destined for us. All we need to do is focus on the higher. Enjoy the ride, okay? Because it is all going to happen exactly as it should. The more trust you have and the more you're focusing on the higher perspective, the easier it's going to be for you. You're going to be thriving while the rest of the collective is going to be struggling because they have to catch up energetically. And these events are going to force that. So we have the Fed hike. We have a lot of housing market um, whispers and rumors. Will the housing market collapse? Personally, yes, I feel so. I mean, there's really no way around it. We've got the North Node in Taurus. We've got Uranus in Taurus. We just had a solar eclipse in Taurus. And it rules over finances, housing, resources, land, agriculture, food. Um, So yeah, we're going to definitely take a hit there. And we've got Pluto and Capricorn making his final rounds over the return, uh, 27 degrees. So yeah, we're in for a collapse so that we can actually rebuild and move forward. Um, I know that the, uh, Twitter Elon buy has been also a huge topic of the last two weeks, um, was a big news story. So again, I see a lot of rhetoric going on around this of like, you know, Elon's a black hat and, but please just throw all that out the window. It's such trash. It's just opinions. Um, and again, it doesn't matter We've been telling everybody this from the beginning. Everybody that you think is a black hat or a white hat, you're going to be surprised in the end to find out you didn't know shit about anybody. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Most of these people are serving the light, either consciously, meaning they have consciously flipped to the other side, or unconsciously, that they are unconsciously serving the light, even if they think that they are serving the lower. So... We have to get rid of this rhetoric about who's a black hat and who's this. Forget about it. Look at the energy, okay? And the energy of this buy of Twitter was completely within the divine plan. I can tell you that for certain. I knew it as soon as as I saw it. Um, So whether Elon is consciously or unconsciously aware of what he's doing, he is serving a really big role for the divine plan right now. He is going to open source the algorithms. This has been what we've been saying since day one. As soon as the algorithms become open source, it is game over. Because the pressure that is then going to be put on all other social media platforms to open source their algorithms will be immense. And it's also going to probably bring out a big slew of disclosure and you can already see how that's happening of course then it was being revealed that 
the kind of anti-Elon, anti-buyout of Twitter um, was being fueled by Soros, Clinton, etc. through their shell corporations and foundations. And Elon's just straight calling it out on Twitter. Um, so like him or not, have your opinion on him or not, but this man's is going to call it all out. I truly believe Elon is being guided. Um... He's not perfect. Um, I don't know him personally, but I can tell you from the energy, he is 100% being guided, again, consciously or unconsciously. I think that he's going to reveal a lot of stuff. And that trickle out is going to be huge in terms of disclosure. Um, I think exposing kind of the cabal machine that is behind the propaganda and the censorship of social media. And then I think that this is going to put a lot of pressure on other social media sites and things to um, become open source and to basically get back in integrity, right? Because all social medias are going to have to come into integrity if they want to make it through the transition. Because of course, we're still going to have the internet, We will still have social media. It's just going to be used for a completely different way. And I love that we have so many alternative media sites, which I hope become more mainstream. But we also are going to have to transition these mainstream uh, media sites into integrity and into a truth-based 5D way. So the interesting part about this is that we do have Saturn in Aquarius, um, who's been there for like a year, uh, maybe a little bit more. And Aquarius is the collective consciousness. It does rule over the internet. It rules over social media. Aquarius rules how we as a entire hu- human collective um, work together. Uh, philanthropy, how we help others, how we accept and tolerate others as part of the whole, that we are all unique as part of the whole. So Aquarius has a big say on the collective consciousness and how we actually come together as a human species. And a big part of that is the internet and is the web of light. So with Saturn being here, and Saturn's at 24 degrees right now, um, and will you know eventually shift uh, into Pisces, but for the rest of the year we'll be in Aquarius, Saturn is going to be testing all social media sites. Saturn is a little bit softer than Pluto. Pluto's kind of like, listen, you you get it the first time or I'm just going to bring you more and more kind of karmic lessons. Pluto is really a deep, deep psychological transformation and a deep dive into really getting to the bottom of the barrel and pulling out the gunk, so to speak, so that everything can be cleansed. And if we don't do that, Pluto will simply just burn it to the ground and say, well, I gave you the chance. Saturn is a little bit softer than that, but again, we are going to be continuously tested. I think the difference and my feeling on the difference between Pluto and Saturn is that Pluto is a hard hitter. So Pluto is going to give you very distinct lessons, and if they are not mastered, there is huge karmic consequences of that. Whereas Saturn, you're just going to keep getting repeatedly tested, but it's not going to be as profound. Um, Saturn gives you a little bit of leeway to make mistakes so that you can correct yourself because that's all that Saturn really wants from us is to learn from our mistakes. So Saturn has been and will continue for the rest of the year 
bringing up these issues of censorship, social media, and how the internet is used. And we will see that this is the beginning of a whole lot of transformation. Saturn must bring us into integrity. So again, you have Saturn in Aquarius, you have Pluto retrograde in Capricorn. This is pretty much a perfect storm in terms of what we're seeing uh, play out. This is the perfect storm that is either priming us for collapse, which again is a beautiful thing in a way, um, because if that's what's needed to catalyze the collective, then that's what's needed. We just, we roll with the punches because the divine plan is going to ensure that we're all okay. We're going to make it through this transition. Again, this isn't for us. It is for the deep sleepers. It is also going to give us the opportunity to make the changes and to transform and to evolutionize so we maybe don't have to have uh, such a profound collapse. So we don't, we don't know. We don't know exactly what's going to happen, but the higher perspective is that massive catalyst are here. Just in the last week or two, these are major events unfolding um, that are just pretty much destined for us. So I am, you know, we're watching the housing market, we're watching the stock market, we're watching the Fed, and there's going to be a lot of disclosure with that too. There's going to be a lot of disclosure with that. The big themes for the rest of the year are integrity, finances, resources, um, and we have the full moon eclipse in Scorpio coming up on May 16th. That's going to bring all the snakes out of the cave. So look out for the rest of the month is going to be primed with events, disclosure, news, catalysts. Um, so we're going to keep a watch on that. Um, but it's all, it's all for the higher. It's all for this grand divine design. So when you look at these things, when you see these events unfolding, keep the higher perspective and just observe the energy. Okay. Just watch the energy and always look at everything as serving the light. So we've had big events. Uh, we have Jupiter moving into Aries next week. So that's also going to be a huge shift for the collective. We've had Jupiter and Pisces, um, for the last year or so, uh, two years. So, We've had a lot of focus on Pisces also rules over disease and health and wellness um, and spiritual wellness. So obviously we've seen how that's unfolded. Jupiter and Aries, whole different vibe. It's going to be a lot about empowerment, speaking up, um, leadership, and Aries really takes no shit. It's ready to call it out. It's ready to go for it. It's ready to follow their dreams and kind of go off the beaten path. So we are going to see more and more events like this uh, coming up. So we will keep you updated, um, but just keep the higher perspective. All is part of the divine plan and the divine design. So love you guys. Have a wonderful weekend and see you next week.